And we're back from another long hiatus. Holy shit, this was a long one. I think the the I think the last one we we uploaded was March fifth, and a lot has and a lot has happened since then. And I'm sorry, I'm not making a talk. Yeah, well, I mean, we do apologize because it's almost been almost a month and we've both been busy. We either had technical, originally we were supposed to record yesterday, like the day beforehand. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. But like the moment we were recording, like my internet just fucking died on me and I had to like, it was really late at night and I'm like, oh, like I, I can't fix it in time and I got work tomorrow. So I'm not pulling an all nighter just to fix the fucking internet. So. You know, Fuck it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is Ella Governor the podcast. I'm still Abdullah, and he is still Tom. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be more off the flow because um, a lot has happened since since we last recorded, and a lot of stuff we were not gonna talk about because it's old news. But what we're yeah. do gonna talk about is first and foremost because we're both Turtles fans, the fucking teaser trailer for the next cartoon and it looks fucking atrocious you remember i said how the 2d animation looked when they did that first crossover with um the ninth with the um 80s turtles in um the 2012 turtle special i said it looked like really bad flash animation it reminded me of that <laughs> oh come on tom at least the, the animation in that wasn't choppy as all shit oh god okay i'll give it that it wasn't cho- at least with animation it was smooth it actually worked for the most part but this it looks choppy it looks rushed you can obviously tell it was done on flash and on the cheap as well yeah because it's like every time like the scene where splinter was like discussing like um discussing uh uh what was it discussing the plans or whatever bullshit and he and he walks from like the the room and he walks around the room you can tell like he walks in like three frames per second and you can probably can tell as well they probably thought yeah because we don't see the lower half of him let's just let's not bother animating his legs Oh, they they pulled they pulled a uh, what was it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three where you just see the upper half of the puppet but you don't see the yeah. lower half of the puppet. So only show Splinter staring out the window. We don't. He doesn't need to see lower half. What about the puppet using the last one? No, 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 no. We threw that away. <laughs> uh, actually, it was a different uh, production company, but that's a whole other different story. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Oh yeah, Jim Henson did the first two films. Yeah, my yeah. bad. My uh, bad. Um. This looks awful, cause and and it's and it's not just me being like a a biased turtles guy. Um, I'm not because if you go back to the cast announcement, we were praising this. We were yeah, fucking we... praising this. There was a a record a rec- recorded podcast episode of us fucking praising this and saying we're looking forward to it and we we can't wait to see the character designs. And then we, we saw the character designs, and they looked awful. And then we're like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the animation will look good. Nope. <laughs> it it basically was like an incline. Basically, we went up and up, and then stuff, stuff, more stuff start to come out, and it started to slowly go down. I mean, I think I think the point for me when it started to go down quite fast when I when they said, oh yeah, by the way, we've got John Cena voicing a villain in it. I went, oh my god, right. <laughs> I mean, not that I don't like John Cena, but. It feels as if this approach with um, the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the approach they're taking with it, I feel it's very Teen Time Go Go esque. You know, the animation style, the humor, the comedy, the quick cuts, the quirky animation, and stuff like that. You know, 
Oh yeah, and, 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 and it just palette. I, I think yeah. the problem is, like you said, when we were, when we saw the character designs, and I said this before, I cannot picture any of the cast members' voices coming out of the designs, and it just looks fucking awkward when you look at the animation designs yeah. and everything. It just looks bad because I don't want to shit on the cast because the cast is really good and then they got Rob, Rob Paulson directing this and yeah and it just I don't want to shit on the guy I really don't I mean good on him I, I love the dude to death and he's like a huge part of my childhood but fucking hell man I mean it was like when I was listening to it I went you know what the performance is a lot bad it just it literally is the animation it's really bad and I don't think the humor is going to be there I think the humor is going to be very it's going to be very like Teen Titans Go and Powerpuff Girls in that sense, you know, with all this quirky animation and outrageous humor and meta humor and meme humor. I think it's going to be a lot of that. And I f- it's such a step down for what we had previously before. The 80s Turtles were much better than this. <laughs> and that's uh, <sighs> and that's saying a lot because the 80s cartoon is very pol- polarizing in itself. <laughs> yeah, well, again, I've, literally as we're talking, I'm literally got right next to me i actually can see i've got the whole entire box set of the 80s turtle cartoon i can tell you yeah it doesn't hold up <laughs> the first season does because it was animated by a japanese studio but the the latest seasons oh boy <laughs> and it doesn't help hold. like when you look at the production of of the show like i did because i'm a huge turtles geek uh peter peter laird and kevin eastman actually came up to the producers and said they wanted ideas to be incorporated into the show and they yeah. were turned down so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I mean, um, but no, they're trying to advertise this as um, the turtles for a new generation. Generation, yeah, with a whole new generation sort of thing. Sort of, sort of what what the next next mutation was trying to do back in the day, and look what happened to that show. To, um, to this day, I think my favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story, and I'm saying this right now because it's, it's much more interesting than this fucking thing. Um, yeah. When when um, when when Peter Laird sold the rights to Nickelodeon in 2009, he said, "You can do whatever you want with it, but no female turtles." <laughs> we wait and see, because it like they are pushing the boundaries for that. But but they can't because like he said like that's part of the deal he said you know you can no, have the inti- you, you can have the the entire rights which you cannot have a female turtle in any media ever mm. because he fucking hates Venus DeMilo DeMilo that much. What do you think of the bad guy? Uh, looks Barry like a looks Max. like a looks like a rejected Ben Ten villain from not a good Ben Ten villain the Ben Ten <laughs> from the rebooted series on Cartoon like, Network. Yeah, again another show that had that quirky. Do you see the formula with this at the moment? A lot of a lot of shows are going to that quirky, chibi, outrageous type of humor. Because like now. because studios think like uh, kids are dumb and they cannot like anything with uh, with a consistent story and shit. Even but, though shows like Star vs. the Forces of Evil and Gravity Falls and all this other and all these other shows yeah. kind of prove them wrong. Well, there you go. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's do it's, oh, it really really annoying. Um, Oh, this way, I don't know how to feel about about this show. It's like, well, I'm not impressed with what I saw from the trade. I'm I'm really shocked at how piss poor the um, animation was for standards. It looked really, really bad. Um, the only thing I can say that I liked from the trailer is um, everyone who voiced in the characters sound like they were doing a really good job and actually were really into the roles. That's about it. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that because Rob Paulson is the voice director for this. That might, that might have helped, 
but it sounds like everyone who's doing these roles sound like they're having fun doing it at least. But the problem is, it's like it's not funny. Like no, not. the whole Michelangelo bit where the ball goes into the goes into the, the the little scoring thing, and he's like, "Does that count as a win?" What? Yeah. <laughs> It's little stuff like that. You just sit there and like, huh? Oh, yeah. and I just, I think, hands down, the worst character has to be Leonardo. Like, hands down. Well, I, I think we were talking about this. I remember when we first heard about the character description and when we saw the character sign. Well, I think we both said, yeah, he's going to be the most annoying character in the show, isn't he? And it's, and it's such a shame because I love Ben Schwartz. I'm a huge Leonardo fan. He's like one of my favorite turtles. And just to see him bastardized like this. Oh. <laughs> Ben Schwartz is not a bad actor per se. But I, I, I like Ben Schwartz a lot. He's a great yeah. voice actor. And I mean, you know, he's done some great stuff. But And he would have made a great Leo. But fuck me, the writing and, and the just... Ah, <laughs> so stupid. It Why is, is he the joke character? What purpose does that serve? The problem is, it's like you thought to yourself, okay, he's, he's the joke character... But then you still got Michelangelo still being the jokey character. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, that makes no sense. It's like, so wouldn't wouldn't this continuity have like Michelangelo be more serious and 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 wouldn't he butt head butt heads with Ralph uh, with Ralph? That that would have been funny. That would have been funny meta humor. But I guarantee they would not risk. Oh, they, they would never touch Michelangelo. Michelangelo's like the fucking cash cow of that fucking franchise. Yeah, they would not dare. The changes character whatsoever, but then I don't know. It really, really is annoying of the way they're gonna go, and um, I'm just getting next next mutation vibes from this a hundred percent. I mean, you can tell because they they're finding a villain that's not Shredder, and it's and they all have like different designs, and they all wear those stupid fucking bandanas that cover up their entire faces for some fucking reason. I I never like that design. I never like that design. That's oh, it. Really is stupid stuff like that. I never fully understand it myself. Um, I mean, I mean, say what you will about like the 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 live action designs from the recent movies, but you know what? At least they fucking fit the characters. At least they look cool in in the movies. That, that is true. That's that is actually kind of sad, but true. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can you can criticize those designs all you want, but they they fit the universe that they came that they came from. Yeah, this looks I mean, like even, shit. <laughs> I mean, even Bebop and Rocksteady from the second live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film, the Michael Bay ones, at least they look like they fit in that universe, and it actually looks looks natural. This, on the other hand, a lot of this just feel like okay let's take this let's take that let's take this and just merge it all together this feels like a frankenstein monster of previous cartoons that have recently been popular and put it together and they slap the teenage mutant in turtle name on it i mean yeah so it's like oh donatello's the smart guy so let's just put in like all this tech on him and have his shell teched out and and have him like wear fucking goggles and shit and it's just yeah and he has it's a just... big cranium Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you notice that when they made his head yeah. big because he's fucking smart? Fuck you. God. Again, not, again, all the people voicing these characters are very talented voice actors and actors and actresses. So I, I don't get it. I seriously don't get it. I, 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 again, I, I can say this at least. At least the running time for each episode is only going to be 11 minutes long each. Oh, I hate that. It's another thing I fucking hate from modern cartoons. It's like, oh, animation's too expensive for 22 minutes, and he, so we just got to cut it down to 11 minutes each. That's that's an excuse to get more episodes made. So this is yeah. But again, at the same time, I don't run. I don't understand that because I've literally just looked up the uh, number of episodes that have been commissioned for the first season, and it's 26 episodes. Yeah, I know. So, so it's dumb. 
Yeah, I, that is mind-boggling. Especially when you consider, like, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the previous series was 22 minutes long each episode. Yeah, and that was 3D animation, so that would have taken l- longer. And it did take longer, because there were, like, eight-month periods <laughs> where before new episodes aired for that fucking show. <laughs> yeah, and then even then, what was it, the last few episodes were pretty much rushed out on DVD before they were actually rushed out on TV. Yep. Oh my! Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. I I have my qualms with the with the um 2012 series, but it looks so much better than this, and it, and you know, I kind of took that show for granted to be quite honest. Looking back now, it's one of those things you sit down and you were like, you're like, you know what? I'm enjoying this, but it can be a lot better. And then suddenly you you say, okay, that's ending. What's? It's pretty much what happened. I would describe it as when Prime finished, but again, Prime was a really good show. But then we got the next the the next show. Robert oh, Robert, yeah. <laughs> And then, and, then, and then everyone's like, no, come back. It's such a shame because, like, you look at Prime, and Prime is, I think, the best um, animated uh, car- uh, Transformers cartoon since uh, Beast Wars. Yeah. And it was just so well done and so well animated. Then you look at the successor, and it's just, what is this? <laughs> what even is this? You pretty, you're pretty much like, okay, we took one step we took one step right. Okay, now let's take the next right step. Oh, no, wait, you fall down a cliff in a pit of spikes. And that's what's happening with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, I understand like it's a it's a profitable franchise and whatnot, but I don't like the fact that it's getting the Teen Titans Go treatment. I really don't. I mean, I don't I don't like the animation style. I don't like the whole meta humor they're going with the whole meme meta humor internet culture stuff. It's going to date it so badly. I'm I'm not saying that the original Cur- Tur- Turtle cartoon is dated because they did a lot of that meta humor and a lot of cultural pop culture humor back in the day i'm not saying that's any different but i think the internet stuff will date it really badly because um, i think powerpuff girls the most recent one did try to do internet humor and it dated it really badly i just i just don't like it when uh, kids cartoons try to be hip and like add in all this internet lingo and all this dumb yeah. shit that kids won't get because kids should not be on the internet <laughs> for various well, reasons well the thing is that this is a sad trope a lot of kids do do understand the internet and again the current generation of kids are growing up are probably going to be the most sophisticated and most commonplace of them they that's what they know and it's the sad truth where I, our generation and a few generations before, uh, one or two generations after us, well, the generation after us, probably was the last generation that grew up without all this high technology. A lot of kids are growing up now, don't know any different. And oh, back, back, back then, um, we, we, we kind of, the only way to watch like new shows for us was on television. Yeah. And nowadays, who watches television? <laughs> Well, easy to stick with Netflix. So there you go. I can watch the whole entire show. <laughs> yeah, I know. And back then, it's like you had to wait each week for a new episode, and they yeah. would air them out of order, and and it would just be confusing. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you'd be like, no. And if you missed an episode and you didn't record it on your VCR, then you're fucked because <laughs> they're not yeah. airing that again. <laughs> and then and then you get a bunch of your mates going around saying, "Oh, did you watch that new episode of Transformers? It was awesome!" And everyone's like, "Wait, what?" Like, that's the thing. It's like, because back then, all we had was television. Like, sure, we had, like, whole media on VHS, but, like, uh, they didn't release, like, complete series box sets like they do now, so... I mean, the rise of the internet didn't really pick up for us, I would say. I'm not not sure it's the same with you, but I know here in the UK and America, um, the internet didn't really become bigger around about until, like, the mid-2000s, I would say, came more mainstream. Yeah, I mean, because I've been on the internet since 2004. 
I would say. So, you know, around that time it became like more mainstream and even back then, like back then there was no like there was no like YouTube or or Twitter or Instagram or all this other bullshit. There was just like the only way to talk to people was through like AOL Messenger. <laughs> oh god and yeah. <sighs> AOL Messenger is finally gone now. I think that got shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- AOL Messenger and and if you wanted to talk to anyone else and you didn't, they they, they didn't have like AOL Messenger. Uh, you had to go to like internet forums. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, the biggest tragedy that's been shut down recently is Club Penguin. Rest in peace, Club Penguin. Oh God! <laughs> so many memes of that. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. My favorite one of it is the one when um, Patrick and SpongeBob were standing there with a coffin and basically telling Squidward to jump in and then they would play Squidward and feed with Club Penguin and Patrick and SpongeBob with Disney. <laughs> yeah, Club Penguin was big back in the day. Like, you guys have no idea. Like, it was huge. You, you, you know, one one site I'm really surprised it's still going Neopets. Well, I, I don't know why that is, but there you go. The site, the site still looks like it was made in the early 2000s. The, the mid two thousands, it it hasn't updated at all. It's actually quite bizarre. It looks really dated now. Yeah, but but uh, just wrapping up on Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles, um, it looks like shit. It probably is going to be shit, and it's going to sadly last longer than the twenty twelve series because it's cheaper to make. Yep, and <sighs> that's the sad truth. <laughs> and I'm gonna miss the twenty twelve incarnation now. I might actually go back and watch the binge watch the series now again because just to remember, yeah, this is probably the last good card turtles cartoon we're gonna get for a while. <laughs> yeah, fond memories. Uh, and relive all the disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking at you, mutant apocalypse. Looking at you. Um, moving on. Speaking of disappointments, um. Yeah. You want to talk about this? Like, how, how do we ease into this? Like, how do we uh, transition into this? Because this is, um, this is like making, this has been making the headlines on Twitter and uh, like all day now. And I've been following it for a couple of days now and it's just gotten crazy. It's, it's sad when the people who pretty much built up the foundation, I, I know I'm probably going to be exaggerating with this a little bit, but the people who kind of known for building up the foundations of, what YouTube is today with video content creators is all gone to shit for them. Uh, one for, of the biggest ones. Uh, for those that don't know, um, recent uh, po- uh, recent posts, uh, someone like collected all the all the dirt on Channel Awesome and uploaded it onto a forum, and someone <sighs> and a news outlet picked up on that, and they published a story on it, and oh boy. <laughs> I thought I've been following it for the last few days and as well because it's something that's been been trending on Twitter. It's been picked up with some media news outlets, um, not big ones, I would say, but again, big enough to get noticed by people. And oh, my God, where to begin on this? Um, Um, I'll just say one thing first. Mike Michaud is a piece of shit. And I have no respect for the man or any of his decisions, and he's a complete fucking moron. Oh my, he sounds like a piece of work. I don't know how Doug and Rob put up with him, but they, he must have something on them. Well, I mean, the, he pretty much told them, like, like originally the site was them and, and Mike Ellis, and Mike Ellis is another fucking psychopath. Oh my god, yeah. did you read that? Did you read the... The tweet longer Sean Faust posted where he talked about a, a Skype call with Mike Ellis one time. 
Oh, when he's screaming at him and everything. Yeah, like that, he, just do fuck you and um, don't don't say shit like that and all this sort of stuff. You're like, oh my god. And it's the CEO of the company. And he was let go. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> like, yeah, that's your CEO, like the guy who's in charge of like um talent relations and shit. Screaming at the talent, telling them that not to say shit because it hurt his feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it is mind-blowing when you just sit there and you read all this. You're like, ooh, oh, oh, okay, this, this, this is not good. This is really not good. It gets worse. And then, um, what is it? Because they did do a second anniversary for the Suburban Nights. And if you go on their shop, it's no longer being sold there. Because I think, what is it? I think Ben Sai, because on, on the document that's been leaked about everything that's the problem with it, Apparently, Mike Mike Trenet, um what's his name, the CEO of the company, he was using his girlfriend's artwork, but not giving her any royalty fees for said artwork. Oh, and 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 the real kicker, they made yeah. a, a poster for that, and it's and you can see that in Doug's um Doug's office. <laughs> yeah, very awkward. <laughs> Because he has, like, all three film posters that they did, that she did, I would imagine, yeah. framed and on his wall. <laughs> yeah, it is awkward, nonetheless, but, um... And then we have, I mean, and then you have the Spoonie shit, which everyone knows now, because Spoonie is just yeah. a fucking train wreck of a human being. <laughs> yeah. And also, apparently, there was some stuff with um, some people contemplating, like, the fact that the CEO of Channel Awesome was trying to benefit on Drew Wario's death and stuff like that, trying to sell merchandise and see what he can get get out of avenue of it, which is disgusting, apparently. Yeah. That's been a, right. a guy um, committed suicide, and, and people used his death for profit. I mean, it's, I know I'm going to sound very, very heartless saying this. It's not the first time it's happened within the media spectrum, sadly. I know, but, but this is a guy everyone knew. Knew everyone knew, yeah. He was a part of a community, a community of video creator, and he did had a very good. He did had a very chunk of a big fan base, and he did speak to a lot of his fans. He did contribute with a lot of other video creators on Channel Awesome and off Channel Awesome, and he committed suicide. And the guy who runs Channel Awesome basically wanted to profit off it, which is kind of sick and twisted and horrible. <laughs> I mean, people, yeah, post a tribute videos and shit like that, but I think they did that out of their own accord, but, like, Mishad was like, oh, I want more of that. Why? Oh, just to drive traffic? Yeah, he was... You just sit down, you're like, what the fuck? Uh, And then there's Blistered Thumbs, which everyone knows as well, how much of a failure that was. I think everyone knew about Blistered Fun way before all this kicked off, but it came more to light now because a lot more people coming out about it and actually more talking about it. Because apparently, um, no, Mike, um, the CEO of the company, uh, Michael, and any other walker didn't give it any support. And the only, apparently, the, the, a lot of people said the only person actually put real effort into it was Angry Joe. And, and it's even, uh, it was a dumb idea to begin with because, they had Joe, okay, like, and Joe was like the big video game guy they had, and he was like bringing in traffic, and Mashad was like, okay, let's have like a video game section only uh, for for the for um for the site, and, which was blistered thumbs, and they're like, okay, let's just take all the video game related content and put it there, and they made it hard to find because no one could find it, and the traffic was abysmal for blistered thumbs, and he and would not promote, and he, and he would not promote it. 
Which meant, like, everyone from Blister Thumbs had to go to cons and promote it themselves. Because fuck and, you. <laughs> and when it did get shut down, um, the people who were video content for that channel found out through secondhand sources. Yep. Oh my. It, yeah, I, it is literally one of those things when you just sit down and you're just like, um, how to get away with this? Oh, the biggest, the most scummiest one I probably heard about was, um, you know, you remember they had a P, um, a PR um, director that was in charge of all their PR um, stuff and everything like that, right? Yep. I think her name was Holly. Apparently, uh, robbed, uh, basically, Rob basically fired her the day after she had surgery. Yep. And she had a kid. Yeah, she way. had a kid too. Yeah. And she, and she was being paid. She was getting paid for that job. And no one understood why they did that. Um, some people who were members of that channel basically thought maybe they wanted more control over the HR stuff within themselves. Um, I think the other thing which really boggled my mind was... Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff that actually went on now thinking about oh, it. Oh, there was the one with Lupa getting fired because she didn't respond in, in like a 15-minute Skype chat with Mike Michaud. Oh, oh God, yeah, he didn't respond. Um, that was... Yeah, and, and what I mean, the most recent person that left was Linkaro, I believe. He only left like a few days ago, during the time of this recording. Yep. <laughs> and, so, and you know what's really, really bad about that? The site didn't even acknowledge it. They just removed all his stuff and didn't even, even make a post about it. Yep, and that's the thing. That's what's disgusting about this whole thing is like their refusal to acknowledge it. Like, yeah. every, everyone who left, like they just had their stuff deleted and that's it. Like, oh, and they didn't not, exist. Okay. And also, apparently anyone who's tweets back at channel some twitter page saying hashtag um, change channel get blocked immediately <laughs> yeah well, I, I'm still not blocked but I'm, I'm hoping I get blocked <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like hooray yeah I get blocked block by channel awesome uh, whatever but um because like you look at the twitter thing and they're just like retweeting shit like, they're not yeah. posting any posts. They're just, like, retweeting. Oh, this person did this, this person did that. Oh, look how cute this is, and yada, yada, yada. It's just like, why are you guys ignoring this? Why? Yeah. Like, it's just mind-boggling. Like, yeah. you know, uh, mainstream media has picked it up. This isn't, like, some former employee, like, talking about talking about it on their podcast or whatever, or a blog post or whatever that you can easily ignore. It, it, the media co media sites have picked up on this and they're accusing you of all this shit and you're like oh you know whatever I mean it's like uh, Miles Girl who left, left Channel Autism as well she actually on a Tumblr actually posted um, something it's pretty pretty much a breakdown of like I'm shitting off like 24 things that they did and what's been going on and even ongoing stuff as well like um you want me to read out some of the stuff that's on the list? list, list? I know, um, I know when they showed up to, for, to boldly flee, they were not given a script. Oh, no, they were not. Um, basically, to boldly flee, they did not win. They began, um, apparently, none of them was told they're going to film in a stuffy attic. Um, apparently, um, people who were supposed to be in the scenes, they didn't bother calling people down. Apparently, Mars Girl said she was one of them. Lindsay was another one. Called. Apparently, they actually had to fly Lindsay back to actually film additional shots because they forgot to film some of the stuff. 
and they were given like they were given no script to, to improvise and the scripts they were given were changed every day and the scripts they were given weren't even scripts they were just like outlines of scenes and dialogue yeah, yeah. Well, i mean um have, have you heard about the controversial scene the um rape scene that was originally was oh oh god yeah. i i still love if you can find the commentary that brad and and um and Phelous did on the, on the movie. I'm pretty sure it, it's still up somewhere. Yeah. Listen to that commentary because they mock the shit out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, because um, what is it? Because um, I actually got that ritual scene in front of me. You want um, because they because I've um, Miles Girl actually did take a screenshot with the original script and actually uploaded it to the yeah. Because the joke was the joke was you know Mekakara you know traps Lindsay in a room. And, you know, probes her, you know, probes her mind with a drill. And the joke was uh, Matthew Buck would go in and and he would hear, like, uh, sex noises and he would assume that they were, you know, having sex and he would leave. But then it was changed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Keep in mind that these people consider themselves, you know. Professionals. Yep. (laughs) And keep in mind, Doug Walker has uh, made a career out of criticizing people for being tasteless, but he has no yeah. <laughs> he has no problem yeah. writing shit like this. Yeah. Oh, the, one of the biggest ones, I'm just going for this here. Also spending 90k um, of um, viewers' money on um, pop quiz hot shots. Oh yeah, the, the, all the the, the, the stuff that they that they they promised like 40 episodes of that and only made like 16 episodes. Yeah, and, and they, they have not they 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 have not continued that ever since. Was well, I think been like nearly almost two years now since they haven't touched it or haven't done anything with it. Um, I mean the pilot, I would say this pilot probably looked the most best. It, just the weird thing about it when they were talking about the game show that were getting made, when they actually when you saw the videos when they were talking about it, they already had had the set built. So what what did they need the money for? New lighting equipment? Well, when you watch the episode, the lighting's diabolical. It's terrible. What are you gonna do? Have a studio audience? Oh, they, did, no. they didn't. They didn't even bother giving like. If you watch the original pilot with uh, Brad, they had him use a fucking cam mic for his main mic. Oh, they still still use that in the later ones. Oh my god, really? Yeah. That's a cam mic. That's not a fucking regular mic. <laughs> yeah. You you would have thought invest in sound equipment, invest in better lighting. I don't know, actually get an actual studio audience and just not like free random five random people in the background you can hear laughing one off the other you you know um and it's even disheartening when you look at when you listen to the to the laughter because it, it's not there's no recording on it it's just like it sounds raw like it sounds echoey because like they're they're not um they don't have mics um recording the laughter so you yeah. hear it and it's raw it's raw laughter and it just it's creepy <laughs> yeah also, like I said, constantly changing the scripts, um, anniversary videos, so no one knew their line on time. Um, also, people criticizing their approach on filmmaking. Basically, they criticized Tommy was so S-style filmmaking, even though people say, well, you're kind of doing exactly the same. This is pretty much what this is it, you know. Oh, oh the, all... con- the concept for Suburban Nights just came up because Doug thought it would be funny if like, they just walked around and wearing silly costumes. I yeah. shit you not. That was his entire concept for Suburban Nights. Oh, but yet when they were filming Boldly Free, um, Doug only told them, like, uh, okay, right. Apparently, the only reason why, uh, pretty much, when they were filming Suburban Nights, right, 
um, someone mentioned, I can't remember it was, but apparently it's on Twitter. You can find the feed. It was conversation between Looper, Mars Girl, um, trying to figure out Linkara, Phelis, and a couple of other people were talking about this. Apparently they had a rap party. And did you hear what happened, ha- ha- happened at the rap party? Oh God, this is hilarious. Okay, apparently they turned up, they all got little cards and stuff like that, and then when, that's when Doug broke the news, he's retiring the soundtrack character, and everyone's like, wait, what? What, what do you mean, retiring the character? What are you going to be doing? So they didn't tell him beforehand, because apparently when they read the script, there was nothing insinuated the character was never going to come back. And because so- uh, because they, all the stuff that um, that was with the critic and all that stuff, that was shot later, yeah. without any other acknowledgement. Um, it gets worse as well. Mm. Apparently at the rap party, pretty much, um, you would expect, I don't know, maybe um, Channel Awesome might actually put money down for that rap party to pay, to pay for everything. Nope. <laughs> no, they didn't put down a single penny. Basically, they told all the content creator, whatever you have, you, have, you have to pay for. And apparently, Mike Chardonnay, Mike the CEO of the company, turned up late to the rap party after when the bill was paid. Yeah, because he just refuses to talk to anyone who isn't Rob or Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a very approachable CEO of the company, a guy who doesn't like talking to people. Uh, oh, it's even it's even funnier when if you listen to like Lord Cat's like podcast where he mentions like how socially awkward Doug is yeah. around fans. Yeah, or what is it? Also, what is it? The the panny, the premium membership thing as well. When you pay thirty dollars for exclusive videos, and all it was was like non advertised version of the videos. And I'm just thinking to myself, hang on a minute, you can just turn on ad block. Oh, it's even funnier because like they originally said that like they were gonna have like behind the scenes footage, and all the all no. that all that behind the scenes footage was on the DVDs. <laughs> yeah, they so... never released any of that. But um, that's what I mean. You just had to go through their twitters and just read about what they went through, what did they put up with, and who said what and everything like that. And oh my god, it is so much information that goes through there's a lot to read but we're pretty much just giving you the cliff notes here of what's been said and what's going to happen it's still an ongoing thing apparently i don't know if it's dropped yet but apparently oh, it's, apparently, it's not it's not dropped it's not dropped yet well what i'm mentioning um all the content creators that originally was with the group are essentially getting together and essentially are making a google drive thing of all the problems they had with channel awesome so all the dirty laundry essentially going to be thrown out and everyone can read it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think they're working on that, but I don't think it dropped yet. No, it hasn't at, dropped at, at the time of this recording, anyway. Might yeah, drop tomorrow or the weekend. Who knows? Just stay tuned. <laughs> I, I just think, and you're kind of wondering, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, why are you mentioning this stuff and blah, blah, blah. We kind of, we usually avoid news like this, but... You gotta remember, like, because Doug Walker was the guy who you can thank for the current state of, like, YouTube video making. Because he was the kind of guy who kind of created the whole angry reviewer shtick for movies and and shit. Yeah, it was like him and James Rolfe were the two first biggest ones to actually get that stick out. And it's kind of sad when you see one of the people who kind of created this whole were one of the pillars of video producing on youtube has got to this sorry um sorry state of affairs now 
Oh, it's even funnier when you realize like he originally wanted to um, retire the nostalgia critic, and he had this idea for like demo reel and shit. And what was demo reel? Oh, a bunch of people in costumes because that's what he thinks is funny. And it was pretty much ripping off. Um, I think we talked about this when uh, living in oblivion. Came. Yeah, living in oblivion. We pretty much said he's ripping living in oblivion off. <laughs> the whole concept is that film. <laughs> yep. And it was, and and that and that thing was shot on the cheap as well. And he they tried to milk money off of it by shooting like yeah. additional episodes and not releasing them on the site, releasing them on a DVD, which is yeah. just a scummy thing to do. Yeah. Or the other one, which I thought was very funny as well, was the fact that they brought essentially they quote unquote they brought a studio, but really they just brought an empty warehouse, and then they were apparently the reason why they shoot all Doug stuff in a little office that's not in the actual studio thing because apparently it's not um, apparently it's really really loud and um, air drafts into it and stuff like that apparently they, they don't bother soundproofing it and apparently what's it Mike um, Michael the guy the CEO of the company he basically sort of told me all the content creators oh no no if you come down to Chicago you can use you can use the studio you can film in it and apparently when people turn up apparently Rob gets really fussy about it and he tried to limit the number of people to use the studio because apparently, what is it? He'd say, oh, no, no, you have to pay to use it. Fair enough, you have to pay a fee to use the studio. I can understand that. But at the same time, you get fussy about you don't want people to film there because you're going to interrupt the flow and your timetable to do the Nostalgia Critic and other shows and other sketches. And I'm like... Also, keep in mind that these are, his, <sighs> these, are these people are hired by you. They're your employees. And you're yeah. asking them to pay a fee to film their own shit there? What? <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's that's one of the other things as well. Like, how fucked up is that? It's like, imagine, like, going to an office job and then saying, okay, you can't work today, but you have to, you have to pay a fee first just to Wait, get to what? your office. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking insane. And, 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 uh, and I mentioned, like, uh, how influential he is because, like, you look at... Any any YouTube any YouTube movie reviewer now, and they use the 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 the, the same style of reviewing he does, where it's just like movie clips and and giving like commentary with edited, with edited movie clips. I mean, it might not be in the same style as him, but he pretty much created that style when it comes to um, when it comes to video editing, because he was the first person that did that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And the whole point of Channel Awesome was, let's just create an alternative to YouTube, because that's what it originally was. Like they were trying to compete with YouTube, trying to create like an alternative YouTube, uh, an alternative to YouTube where they can just go there, go to that site, and just upload their content there because they weren't happy with the way YouTube was working. And ironically enough, they put all their eggs in in the Blip basket, and you know what happened to Blip? <laughs> they got bought out by Disney and. Uh, they they just died, yeah. and and all those videos. Uh, by the way, most of those videos that were uploaded onto Blip, unless someone saved them and uploaded them onto YouTube as a mirror, they're gone forever. Yep, that's the sad thing about it. I mean, I know, I know. Um, Spoonies, mo- most of Spoonies' old stuff is like gone forever. Like the only way to find it is is like through mirror uploads on YouTube. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's too much of a lazy, it pisses me off because like he still has the video files, but he's just too lazy to upload them. But again, that's that's pretty much um, 
Spoonie in a nutshell, <laughs> sadly, he, he, he's lazy. He is really, really lazy. Which yeah. is a shame because, you know, like a lot of people give give the dude shit. But honestly, back in the day, I think he was one of the few reviewers that was really good on that site. Like he was really charismatic and funny and, and just, you know. Oh, yeah, he was, he was really creative. And he was, I would say generally, he was funny sometimes in the sense that he actually had good humor. He had good production value. He had good insight in his reviews and actually could treat video games very well actually and he and he highlighted a really obscure games that i had never heard of like wing commander and and all that other stuff pumpkin head yeah yeah Yeah. and it's just like looking at what he is now holy shit and i mean looking at what the site is now and just how just how terrible like the, the the employees are treated there like it's just unbelievable yeah and you gotta remember like these people aren't um like they're YouTubers, like they're they're like um, video makers. They're not like rocket scientists or stuff stuff like that. You know, they're just like normal every everyday schmoes that you know that just do this for for a living, and they kind of need to to save as much money as they can, which is understandable. But at the same time, they built up an, a huge fan base, and they don't want to like push themselves harder. Like yeah. it's like oh we 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 bought a studio, but we're not gonna soundproof it. Like, what kind of logic does that make? Like, why go through the effort of, of building up your own studio or buying a warehouse if you're not going to soundproof it? Like, what's the point? There's some really, really dumb decisions that have been made, sadly. And that's that's one of many, unfortunately. And um, it sounds like it's not going to change anytime soon. And it just, it's, uh, it, I mean, I remember, oh, yeah, a big one that we forgot to mention. Uh, Phalus, all the effects that he did for um, To Boldly Flee. Never got paid for them. Oh, God. Um, now you mention that. Apparently, there was a big thing with something to do with the green screaming or something like that with Phalus. And apparently him... Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a big thing about it. And it just went insane, apparently. Yeah, I mean, he was like... Um, there was like a... I think... Uh, what was it? There was like something with Chroma Key that, he, that, that took a lot of time with him. And he could have done it at home, apparently. But yeah. I mean, and apparently they called him like five times, and apparently the fifth time when he was in the car with Robbie, pretty much just told him turn the fucking car around. I can do this at home. I do not know why we need to. You want me to go in and do it again for the fifth, like fifth or sixth time? Yeah, which is which, which you know makes sense because like you know I can just like you know just send me the video footage via email and I'll you know edit it and send you send it to you back. You know, <laughs> but they're like no no you gotta do it from from here. Like why? Oh. And I'm pretty sure their their web their their software is outdated, you know, because <laughs> they're not doing the effects. Yeah. So it's just like, what's the point? I mean, just like the level of incompetence is just amazing, and it's amazing the site has lasted as long as it did. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm, I'm we're we're gonna keep up with this as long as it as long as it for as long as it as it goes because this is just like, holy shit, you know. I hope it becomes a low cow. Oh, they already are low cows. I mean, Spoonie's a low cow already, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I know, know, but um, this whole topic, I I want it to become the... Is it bad of me saying that I want this to become the next um, Gamers Gate, in that sense? Oh, God. (laughs) Throwing shit, throwing shade and throwing shit and stuff and dark secrets come out and... (laughs) 
stuff like that. I don't know why. I just want to see that happen. Well, I mean, yeah, Jim, no, no, no. Jim has already made a video, like videos on 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 the nostalgia critic and all those other shit that have went down. So you never know. <laughs> it could get worse. It probably will get worse. I, my thing I'm really curious about, I'm really, really curious about um, if Channel Awesome, anyone for Channel Awesome, Rob, Doug, Mike, are going to come out and address this. Uh, they won't. Uh, they won't, but I wonder if it's ever is going to get to the point when they do address it. I'm curious to see what's going to get said. It's going to be a bullshit PR apology if they ever address it. Yeah, it will be. It's like, remember, I, remember the Spoonie firing? Where they're like, oh, he left on his own accord, and we wish him the best in his future endeavors and all that shit. And then when you listen to his video straight off that, oh my god, he was bitter as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize, I mean, you look at the Twitters and all the archives that people have of, the, of that, it's like, no, he was fired. <laughs> there was no, you know, he did not leave on his own accord. Yep. And they just, like, had, like, one dumb blog post that was just, like, two, three sentences long, and it was just like, oh, Spoonie left on his own accord, we wish him the best on his future endeavors. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, how it goes, man. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Especially, like, when you look at the production quality from, like, the later, the newer stuff. Yeah. It's really terrible. Uh, Also, like, another thing I really find funny is, like, I think... If you look, go back and watch like the older Nostalgia Critic stuff, you notice like he kind of used to commission an artist for the thumbnails. And then when he came back, he just like photoshopped shit. (laughs) Because he was trying to cut corners and save money. I know. And it just goes to show you how just how fucking lazy these people are when it comes to their work. Oh, God, yeah. Like you had a really good artist who was like doing really good thumbnails and were really attractive thumbnails and. And then you fire them because you don't want to pay them anymore. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I think this is going to get worse before it gets better, which is going to be the sad thing about it. And um, I think there's going to be a lot more skeletons coming out, a lot more closets as the day goes on, as this develops. Also, I think a. Uh, the mentioning artists, I know um, an artist who worked on who, who who worked on the title cards for Phelous, Andrew Dickman. Yeah, he um, he actually um, I think left Channel Awesome with Phelous. Yeah, and I think he he started doing like commissions for other title cards for other people. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of hilarious when you think about it, because he's like, "Yeah, they're not paying me anymore, so if you want me to do a title card for you, I'll, I'll do it. I don't care." I mean, I think the only one is actually kept their original title card is Linkara, off the top of my head. That's the only person I think he, the only person who kept their title card this for the longest. Because he knows, like, um, outside of like the, the title cards, he has nothing going for him. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah, um, channel awesome. Yeah, I'm just enjoying the fucking show. <laughs> I'm just sitting yeah. here with my popcorn and just like enjoying the fucking shit it's a, shit show that is channel awesome right now. So, hello, I'm the Starter Cricket, and I create the shit show, so you don't have to. <laughs> oh man. Ah, oh, God. 
what else were we gonna talk about? I remember there was like a third topic. I don't um, ID. ID. Oh yeah, shit. Um, <clears throat> going from like one one company that that's um. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say the IDW is in like a bad position. I just think that the biggest problem with I think with IDW right now is like lack of communication between them and Hasbro. Because um, Hasbro, uh, for those that don't know, um, uh, the Transformer series is going to get rebooted in, in September. Like, it's not going to go to a different publisher. Like, a lot of people thought, oh, it's going to end and it's going to go to another publisher. No, it's going to stay at IDW, but uh, Hasbro, I think, is going to be more involved in the reboot and the new continuity. Because yeah. from what I hear, they were not happy with the current continuity. Apparently, it was something to do with the G.I. Joe property, what I've been told. Apparently, they really um, screwed the pooch with G.I. Joe, apparently. And Hasbro was not happy about it. Oh, you mean the hiring, what was it, a 9-11 truther to fucking write the book? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. It's like going from like one drama shit show to the other drama shit show. But yeah. No, look it up. It's true. Like the guy who writes the main GI Joe title is a fucking nine eleven truther. Yeah. Why? I, I I don't know. But it's it's kind of because apparently what is it? Their comic sales have not been great this year. Apparently, was it the only thing that's really made money? And even then, it when it did make money, it didn't make uh, as much as they wanted to. Was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the one thing that actually got them onto the profit margin of actually making a profit. Uh, gee, I wonder why that is. Maybe because it actually sticks to its fucking roots and doesn't, like, add in bullshit <laughs> to the yeah. main narrative? Oh, good, yeah. And it actually was it's actually written and drawn by a competent team of people as well. <laughs> that's that's all i got to say. Um, but no, it, it's, a, it's a lot of stuff. Apparently with Hasbro, from what I've been told, I wonder if you can confirm this. From what I've read, when they license out their property, they don't license them out individually. They license them out as one package. Yep. So pretty much if they own a license to something, they license it out to everyone, everyone for one company. That's the reason why IDW had pretty much every single toy license under the sun. Yeah, because, because, they because they don't want they didn't want they didn't want what happened with Marvel back in the day with Transformers to happen again. I don't blame them. I seriously don't blame them. For which, for that. those that, which for those that don't know, quick history lesson: uh, Marvel originally had the Transformers rights back in the eighties and nineties, but they yeah. lost them. Yeah, they lost them, and then Dreamwave picked them up, and then when Dreamwave went went under, IDW picked them up. Yeah, Dreamwave was a shit company to begin with. In the oh, Pat, like, Pat, <laughs> look up Pat Lee and just laugh at how fucking incompetent that dude was. Mr. I'm going to hire out a sports car for the day because I feel like it on the company's money, by the way. Um, but, oh my god, it was just horrendous. It, it, their, their sales are tanking at the moment. Um, it's not all bad, though. They've got some prospects of some... Because, again, Hasbro, they might go, they might not go, but they're rebooting all the continuity. And the continuity has been around for, what is it, over ten dec for over a decade now? Yeah, well, it's not I'm the first. It's yeah. not the first time they rebooted the continuity, but before they were like, when it originally started, it was what was it, Simon Furman, and then it was Mike Costa, and then it was like I think, God, I, I don't don't remember the third guy's name. It was uh, something something or other. The guy who wrote uh, Sean McCarthy. Sean McCarthy. Yeah, that, that's the guy. Yeah. 
uh, who wrote All Hell Megatron and all that other garbage, who gave us Drift. You can thank him for that. Drift was his creation. <laughs> um, you had that, and then you had him, and then it just like went to two writers. You had like James Roberts, who wrote uh, who wrote more, more Than Meets the Eye, and then you had uh, John Barber, who wrote all the other titles. I mean, I, again, I can't say too much, because I haven't read a lot of the Transformers comic. I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna read, if you're gonna read anything, just read anything written by John Barber because John Barber is the better writer of the two. Yeah, I mean the only thing I've read of read of Tom and I can remember is the Megatron Origins or whatever it was called. Uh, Spotlight Megatron. Yes, that's it. So yeah, pretty, I read that. Yeah, pretty decent one shot. Yeah. Um. So I read, I read that, and um, I read some bits and bobs here and there but that's about it but i think again it was mainly down to the gi joe's controversy the really really what upset hasbro and the reason why hasbro is pretty much of having renewed their contract because their contract essentially runs out in pretty much not it runs out pretty soon actually runs out like near the end of this year so idw can renegotiate um with hasbro to retain the rights but like you just said if they do if it does go through, as you said, like you said, are they going to have a whole control span over what happens with it? And also, like you said, Hasbro was not happy with the direction they were going in with their franchises um, and the way it was being handled. Yeah, and uh, it's confirmed that uh, it's got to get rebooted in, in September because John Barber came out recently and said, like, uh, it's, it's going to be like a new continuity in September with under IDW. Yeah. So it's not going anywhere. So I think they they got the rights. They're still going to retain the rights, but it's going to be a new continuity. And I think Hasbro is going to be like more involved in, in in that continuity than they were previously because because before they didn't care, but then the whole yeah. GI Joe shit happened and people got upset about it on Twitter and it just became a complete shit show. And they're like, okay, what the yeah. fuck's going on? They looked at what <laughs> was going on in Transformers and like, what the fuck? <laughs> I feel I, I feel sorry for for Sega in this whole mess of calamity because they recently jumped from one company that was dealing with lawsuits and um, power struggle and insane sales and stuff like that. Then they jumped to IDW, thinking, "Oh no, this is going to be better." And it's only they're like, "Wait, what? We have oh yeah, yet. and, and <laughs> don't forget they they and don't forget they recently uh, ended ROM after they fought hard to get the fucking rights for that character. <laughs> Yeah, they cancel it, and the only thing Rom's turning up in is like um, Hasbro crossovers with, with with Hasbro's characters. That's the only thing he's turning up in, and that's dying. So there you go. All that effort to to get the character rights to introduce him to a new audience was all for nothing. <laughs> <sighs> enjoy Rom. Enjoy Rom trade paperbacks. Uh, stocking up your local comic book shop. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, what the hell, man? Some of the choices IDW. Again, IDW. They're a good company. We we don't want to say, oh no, they're they're a shit company. But they're I'm not right. Marvel. They're not, they're not as bad no. as Marvel. Please don't don't think that they are. No, they're not bad as Marvel. Then don't make bad decisions. I think they just had some really bad luck. The I, I mean, because the, the the problem is like they they didn't have anyone who was looking at their property saying you know. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this with that property because it might give people the wrong idea, you know? 
Especially the yeah. shit with, with what James Roberts been doing with the fucking Transformers shit recently, which I'm not going to get into because it's all political bullshit. Ugh. This, this is the thing I always say about comic book. I don't mind them getting political in some aspects, but please keep your own political views out of comic books. It never works, and it always, always backfires. And it has shown time and time again that it has backfired, and it's always had bad repercussion, not for the artist or for the writer, for that matter, that try to shove down their political views in, in said work. It always turns out bad for the company, because then the company have to deal, have to go into damage control, and have to try to fix everything, which said creator, artist, writer, drawer, inker, whoever it was, that made the mess in the first place. Yep, like that fucking hiring a 9-11 truther to fucking write yeah. your fucking D.I. Joe comic book. <laughs> yeah, and it's like G.I. Joe, out of all the stuff you give him, give it to, you give him G.I. Joe, the most American-pleasing character and glorifies America nonstop. Why? Yeah, the, 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 let me remind you that this entire toy line was built off of being patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> Being patriotic, being war, being pro-America, yeah. Like it's just, it was so patriotic that um, that they had to change a lot of shit for them just to get a movie made. Yeah, because <laughs> it was a hard fucking sell for 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 the rest of the world because they're like, you know, this is gonna sell well outside of the U.S. And it is, didn't. Which is why you never saw G.I. Joe shit outside of the U.S. Because they're like, you know, it's not going to sell outside the U.S. Because it just panders to one demographic. And that is like a hardcore, um, hardcore uh, patriotic Americans. And outside of that, yeah. nothing, no one else is going to like this. <laughs> no one did like, well, I'm I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut about that. Because I know there's actually a lot of people who like I mean, G.I. The, Joe. The, 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 car- the cartoon isn't bad. Like, it, it, like I'm joking about it being patriotic and shit, but it is actually just a goofy cartoon at the end of the day. Like, don't, yeah. don't let it think, like, oh, it's going to be all super patriotic. It really wasn't. It was just a dumb cartoon made to sell action figures. And every single time when they shoot down a vehicle that flies in the air, you always see, you always see the Cobra or the G.I. Joes jump out with a parachute in the nick of time. And all everyone has like fucking laser rifles and shit. <laughs> yeah, and no one ever ever gets shot. Yep. <laughs> Just lo- loads and loads of explosions. It was the equivalent of the A Team as a but as a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of funny when because if you buy the toys, they all had like realistic looking weapons, but then you look, you watch the cartoon, and they all had like laser rifles and shit. Yeah, but oh boy, yeah, um. Yeah, I mean, I mean because I because mean. like, um, here here's what happened for those that don't know about the whole GI Joe controversy, um, on nine eleven on the anniversary of nine eleven, the fucking guy who wrote who was writing GI Joe like tweeted some fucking conspiracy theory bullshit on Twitter, and a lot of people were offended by it, and he reacted very poorly to that. He was just like fighting with people, and then they're like, okay, Hasbro. You do realize this guy's writing a GI Joe comic, right? And then it just became a complete another shit show. Yeah, and then um, I think I think um, IDW had to step in and actually um, didn't IDW actually had to come out and apologize for a few things. Yeah, they apologized for for yeah. the, for the, all all of it, everything he said on yeah. Twitter. 
Is he still running the comic or has he been fired? I can't remember. He's still running the comic, I think. He's still. Yeah, but then Hasbro pretty much came in and yeah. went, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not letting this happen again. Yeah, I think because I, I think we're not going to see G.I. Joe comics for a long time after this. Uh, I mean, as like I said, if... <sighs> this is what I mean, it's going to be the stupid thing about it. Because again, we're not going to see G.I. Joe for a long time in the comic format for a long, long time. And the thing is that once all the contracts run out for all these characters, they will go back to Hasbro. And if um, IDW want to renegotiate with Hasbro to reuse the characters again, they have to get the rights for every single of their characters. Because um, we mentioned this already, Hasbro sell out their whole entire um, media um, rights as one package. And if... I was Hasbro. I went. No, I don't want to give GI Joe to uh, um, to IDW because they let this happen with with the property. It... I don't know. Maybe they'll give them another chance, but they'll but they'll probably be like more involved with with the continuity instead of like well, writing having like they're probably going to hand pick hand pick the writer themselves this time instead of like yeah. What I mean, IDW it... hire the guy. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think um, because going to the Sonic thing with it again, I've, it, it's bad for for Sega to jump on this and then they get caught up in all this controversy on day one and the comic hasn't even been bloody released yet and the company um, sales rate for this year have not been great. It, was, it hasn't been terrible, but a lot of stuff there was a lot of contributing factors that happened um, last year that made IDW not as profitable they were in the last couple of years. Because let's be fair, IDW has been one of those companies that they never make a lot of money, but they make enough money to to get all these licenses to producing these comic books. So they obviously yeah, but have to but make another money. thing, but another thing you got to realize, like the sales went down when Hasbro came in and said, "Oh, you have to make everything a shared universe." Yeah. No one liked that. No, no one fucking liked that. Yeah, it's pretty much Hasbro doing damage control. Basically, they're trying to take control of the situation and trying to spin it as if saying, oh, no, no, we didn't cause any of this problem. They did. And now they pretty much, um, that one guy who wrote the G.I. Joe comics, pretty much gave him that, that gun to put on, put on the plate saying, yep, this is your fault. Yeah, I mean, because he was like their, their go-to scapegoat because they were like doing a fucking jig when they heard that was happening because, oh, now we can blame it on this guy instead of like, you know... Blaming it on us because we came in and told IDW let's um let's get them let let's get them to record uh, not record let's get them let's get let's have them reboot everything and make it like one shared universe. Like why? Yeah, and I feel, I feel people sorry for... read Transformers because they want to read Transformers. They don't give a shit about fucking GI Joe or Visionaries or any of the other bullshit. People just want to read comics. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're... Basically, if they want to read Transformers comic, they want to read about the Transformers. If they want to read about, I mean, if they want to read about Sonic, they want to read Sonic. You, you, you know, that's what IDW. That's why IDW is a good company for for this sort of media because they're very good at handing licensed properties, and they have had over twenty years of a very good track record of handing media like that. That's pretty much what they built their company on, almost. I think the problem is again, like outside of the Hasbro properties, everything else is doing fine. Yeah. Oh, okay, the Ghostbusters aren't doing fine, but again, that's fucking so. Ghostbusters, <laughs> seem, again, 
the Ghostbuster property is sinking for them. Though again, I don't think it's going bad, bad because again, we get we are getting crossovers with with their other company properties, but I don't I don't think that it's doing as well ever since the Ghostbuster movie, the female Ghostbuster film came out. And, and introducing those characters in the comics after after the controversy, oh, yeah, that, that's a great idea. <laughs> I think that they had did not get a good reception. Again, the only female Ghostbuster I've ever been accepted was the one from the two thousands cartoon. Ah, uh, Kaylee. Yeah, she's the only female Ghostbuster ever been accepted because they, I don't know, they actually read, read her as a good character. <laughs> God, I I miss Extreme Ghostbusters. Extreme Ghostbusters. The Extreme Ghostbusters was such a great show. I think she's the only character they are still using in the comics form from Extreme Ghostbusters. I think they don't use any any of the other characters. Which is a shame because the other characters are great as well. You know that that yeah. was a great show. I mean, I think Kay became a fan favorite. I think that's the reason why they used her in the Ghostbusters comics. Yeah. Uh yeah, but but I think like again, you know, IDW was not always like it's not a company that always like sells crazy amounts of comics, but they were doing well before Hasbro came in and said, okay. You know, make everything a shared universe. Have massive crossover events with all our toys properly. Oh, how you want us to do it? Oh, just come up with something and work. And then they try to come up with this whole, like, oh, look, here's an alien invasion. Oh, here's, like, time ripping apart. Oh, here's dimensions are falling, falling in on each other. You're just sitting there. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what's happening? Wait, and, what? And, and, and the Transformers continuity getting retconned so the G.I. Joes are, exist in the same continuity. Which is such fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Again, why do you want to go back and re- reference Generation 2, the worst selling toy line ever, from what I've been told? It's such bullshit because, like, the the, to- the toy line was crap, but the comic book run by Sam- Simon Furman is, like, one of the best runs ever. Which we have, which, and it's, it's such a shame because it never got reprinted because it was published by Marvel, and it's just like, why can't we get a reprint of this? It's so good. Again, I never read any of the thing, but basically, I'm just like, <sighs> you know, we say we're referencing it, but we can't reference it. Why not? Because then we have to pay Marvel and royalty rights to a bunch of writers and artists, which we don't want to pay money towards. It's just so weird. But it is what it is. I mean, I don't hate IDW. Like I said, hands down, my favorite comic being published today is Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And and it, again, because like I said, it's what it, it's it is what a comic book should be, and that it just it tells a story. Like it is what you get, and that is like a, a fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book. You're yeah, not getting right. anything. You're not getting political commentary bullshit. Or any of that crap. It's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's basically you sit down, you read the comic, and you're like, you know what? That was a good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic. I want to read more. I want more, please. <laughs> Not oh look, there's something about the fair trade use and political rights and feminists and nine um, eleven conspiracies and all that sort of stuff. You're like, no, no. Or, oh, look, here's a wall. It's a symbolism for Donald Trump and his bad, bad political agenda. And I'm like, I want to read, I just want to read a comic book. I just want to see a superhero punch a bad guy in the face and save the day. (laughs) Oh, no, we got to have fucking America travel back in time just to punch Hitler in the face to make a fucking statement. (laughs) And, and then have everyone question the morality of using time travel to go back in time to punch Hitler in the face after full 10 issues. 
I'm not kidding. That actually happened. Like that was their like that was their big fucking reveal. That was like how the story ended. She just goes back in time. Oh, it's World War Two. Let me just punch Hitler in the face. What? <laughs> Why? What, what would that do? I I can say I punch Hitler in the face. I can make a statement, America. But we did make a statement. We we won the war. Quiet. <laughs> What was it? Uh, and then you had like, oh god, like it's like, oh, how, how do you know? We need to remind the audience that she's a lesbian. How do we do that? Oh, have her go to a fucking great gay fraternity house and have the pride flag in the back. Oh, good. have you seen that panel? It just looks so awful because they just like, it's just like, do you get it? Do you get? It? Da, 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 da. Comics. Yep, and that's and that's and 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 yeah, that's that's the quality of Marvel right now. That is the quality of their writing. God damn it, Marvel! God damn it. But yeah, my point is, is like you know, I just want to read a good comic book. I don't want to read this bullshit. And again, I I don't think Hasbro's being fair with 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 IDW because it's not their fault that um. That their comic book sales have, have, have uh, dropped. It's it's their fault. It's it's uh, Hasbro's well, the, fault. The reason why Hasbro are going after IDW because they got the money. Because if they go after one individual, they can get I don't know that mouth. But then they were like, okay, if we put the blame on IDW, we can get more money out of them. And they, uh, Lord knows, they want money now because you know <laughs> they want to start their own cinematic universe and they want to reboot the Transformers movies to have them be in in the new universe. Yeah, I, I oh, just got a really, I just got a really bad feeling if the rights do, um, if the uh, I'm just saying hypothetically, if the rights don't go back with IDW. I just try in the picture now. Where would the right go to? The only thing I can say that could be positive out of that. Because, again, if it does leave IDW, that's going to be sad because IDW has done a fantastic job with a load of the Hasbro rights before the whole shake-up of having everything connect together and stuff like that. Imagine it going back to Marvel. It's not going to go back to Marvel, and I'll tell you why. It's going to go to Boom Studios because Boom Boom has the rights to the Power Rangers. And what what property is Hasbro trying desperately to buy right now? Power Rangers. Yep. <laughs> we talked about this in another podcast. It's uh, it's gonna happen at some point. Because they, I can they, tell you, they want to do a fucking crossover between Power Rangers and and, and uh, Transformers, Transformers, but they can't. But they can't because you know they're owned by two different companies. So they're like, you know, maybe if we you know leave IDW and go to Boom, we can do that. Like that's what they want to do because they bought the toy rights. And they're just slowly buying. They want to buy the all the rights to to um, to, to the property of uh, Power Rangers now. The, the thing is, uh, I I know it's going to sound stupid. I want to see that crossover. What? I really, Power Rangers and Transformers. I want to see that. God, why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about Optimus Prime ste- ste- stepping on a putty. Just sounds sound so sat- satisfying. Oh God, Lord Zed and Megatron teaming up. Oh God, that's that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds like a it just be an ego fight basically. Who has the bigger ego and who strokes it the biggest? Again, again, Lord Zed would crossover with Brainiac was like, wait, what? 
<laughs> you remember that? The Power Ranger Just League crossover, which is still going. They still haven't finished it. Because Boom Studios is a, is a bunch of lazy fucks. <laughs> and they're going to milk those rights from DC Comics as long as possible because they still have to pay them to use... Oh, yeah. Oh. It's sad when they finish... When there's like... Have you read the... um? The crossover between He-Man and and um, and the, the the Justice League crossover that they did a couple of years ago, He-Man and Justice. Yeah, that exists. Mm-hmm. It's it's shockingly not that bad. <laughs> I heard about. I remember the what was it? Uh, yeah, now you mention it. Yeah, well, again, it's owned by the same house, so it makes sense. It all owned by um, DC. The, the but the one I remember is He-Man and Thundercats. They did back a few years ago, last year or two years ago. Oh, that was a weird comic. <laughs> I will say the art the artwork was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that. Yeah, the art was nice. God, I, I, I want more He-Man media. God damn it, Mattel. God damn it, Mattel. Give me some He-Man shit. Come on. But <laughs> Dora needs, needs his own over testosterone male action. <laughs> I I I like He Man because like you know the the 2002 cartoon showed us that He Man can be pretty cool property if handled. Oh yeah, that right. 2002 cartoon was amazing. Yeah, it, was, it had more rights to be good than it did. To be honest, it's like oh, it's He Man's. Wait, wait, what? Character development, actual action and consequences, actual development. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> and let's not forget, He Man was the best episode of the toys that made us. And I dare anyone say otherwise. And skeletal, actually threatening and actually scary. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> he man. Anyway, that's pretty much it. I'll just end it on He Man because I don't think we can end it on any other high note. <laughs> um, the powers is yours. Yeah, that's all I got. Bong.